0: Program is paid for by Talking Reds LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air.
1: Quiet on the set. we are all sound
0: action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-Talk. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. All
2: right, welcome in to another show. The A shoe. really big show. Pat Dooley, Robbie Andrew, and today, uh, for those of you who are planning out your whole week, uh, no show Tuesday, no show Wednesday. Jeff is totally on vacation this week, which certainly he deserves. It's not like his vacations where he's coaching baseball. Yeah.
3: Don't do it now or he won't be able to do it.
2: I'm going to Jacksonville to play golf with my brother for a couple of days. We've been kind of playing this for a while. Um, so we're going to do that. We're going to play Glenn Kiernan on Tuesday and Southampton on
3: Wednesday. Will any beer go down between rounds?
2: Probably. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I make no promises, but... Um, It's just I I, I think all of us kind of – not you because you're you're truly retired.
3: Truly, duly retired. Me, who's
2: not truly retired, kind of need to kind of take a break to get ready for uh, what should be an interesting college football season. There's no doubt about it. And it's
3: here, Pat. August, there's going to be a game this month.
2: It's like I said, Robbie. I said this. August 1st is the – everybody wants to say – FCC Media days the unofficial start of football season. No, it's no, it not. Didn't. It's August 1st. Yeah. Because there's a game that month. There's a game this week. I know. In the NFL. Jacksonville and somebody. You I don't still know.
3: can't figure out who it is?
2: No, I have no idea. Does it matter? I could look it up, but I don't, no, I don't, I don't do really it. care. Because I'll it probably watch like two minutes of yeah. it. Yeah. But the point is, there are games going on. And there is, uh, you know, Florida... Has its media day tomorrow, and again, some they of you do, would media say, "Media day tomorrow?" Yep. Some of you would say, "Pat, why would you be going to play golf if Florida's media day is tomorrow?" And I, I want to be out of town on media day. I'm <laughs> retired, but m- mainly, is, uh, we had planned this. and I didn't know they were gonna media day Tuesday, but it, it's. I'll be all right. Don't worry about me. Um, what time's media day? Noon. I have no idea, and I don't, I don't care know either. And then Wednesday, they have their first practice. So so they report tomorrow and practice on Wednesday. And that's when only bad news can come out from Wednesday on.
3: You want to keep it. You want to – I was saying today, don't, don't beat yourselves up in preseason camp.
2: Yeah, but uh, obviously a lot of big news over the weekend. Recruiting.
3: Uh, recru- recruiting. Recruiting.
2: Um, with Florida getting four four stars in like a forty-eight hour period,
3: yeah, they're on fire, Pat. Yeah, they are. But they're, again, they're and, and you're and right. It's it's July, August, and at the same time,
2: you know, like Alabama got a five-star running back, yeah. Texas A&M got a five-star linebacker. I mean, it's like it's like nobody else is recruiting. Florida yeah. is trying to catch up. They're not caught up. They they're, won't be caught up, up for a ground, long time. Though there's no question. The, but they are not going to have. I think the biggest thing, and we talked about this a little bit the other day is that the floor has gone up. The ceiling is always what it is. It, yeah. You know, you can always have a ceiling that's infinite, right? Where you can always get every five star in the world. But the floor had to go up. The yeah. floor was not good.
3: Well, Pat, yeah. uh, six weeks ago, I would have said Florida has no way, no chance of getting a top ten class. But I think now they're going to have a top ten, maybe a top five recruiting class, the way things are going, the way it's set up. Was
2: that a yes, no way, or maybe? Yeah,
3: that was a yes. Yeah. I think yes. Now they can have. They're gonna have a top ten year, or maybe higher. Well, I mean, everybody
2: keeps saying there's a lot more out there that are that are fired up about coming to Florida. And he's
3: gonna flip a few people. I mean, I guarantee you. We that. saw
2: the great Aiden Mazel, who's like become my favorite player because he's he, a burner. He ran out there with the uh, gators on his arms, the actual physical alligators, which I think was a brilliant. That was great. Move. Uh, that was a great. It's move. brilliant because guess what? Every signing day. For about the next ten years, they're going to show you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I would do. I would do something that you know. It's not like just putting a hat on. Yeah, the hat thing. He came work. out with the actual alligators, and that, so they're going to. He's going to be part of Signing Day for a long time. Yeah, in his life. he had
3: their mouths taped. Then, well, he, he had he to. Have. He should have brought like a six foot gator with nothing on its mouth, its snout. That would have been good. Yeah, that would have been a great one.
2: <laughs> we saw – oh there's there's a couple of them out at Ironwood that are, that are in that uh, pond on – well, the pond where you – did you hear the alligator when you were out there? Doing well, we the saw
3: him. He came out and started walking toward the tee. <laughs> oh,
2: did he? Yeah. So what is it, 13? Yeah. Yeah. Or 14?
3: Whatever hole we are in. 10, on.
2: 11, 12, It's 13. the par yeah. 3
3: with the little lake on the way. Yeah.
2: Hey, he's he's. I love that alligator. Yeah. He's great. He was out there with his babies the other day. Or she some was. of your
3: obnoxious golfers that were like throwing golf balls at him and being jerks. I you think know, you see why
2: we're reconsidering the Bob Dooley for yeah, another I mean, year. Yeah,
3: and like Jill and I are going, don't do that, don't do that, leave the gator alone.
2: Yeah, it's some people have gotten a little out of hand, but we'll see what happens. But anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, so my zone. Everybody is kind of like taking the approach now of well maybe he does know what he's doing. He
3: obviously does know well, what he's doing.
2: And the other thing is, look, Florida wasn't gonna come in here and in
3: year two, which isn't even year two. It's not, they haven't played a game yes. yet. They haven't nobody has seen what his team is gonna look like on the field. It's year what?
2: Eight months yeah. is what it is. And he's having a good recruiting class. Yeah, and he salvaged
3: the last class. He did a good that's job. That's exactly with that. right. And now yeah. he's
2: putting together a really good one. So let the man do his job. You know, Urban Meyer had to coach for an entire season until people wanted to start yeah, playing. Exactly. Him. And everybody, everybody goes back to Urban Meyer. Oh man, that class he had. You know, with Tebow and all those guys. Yeah. Okay. That class was unbelievable. But it was after he had played yeah, games. Yeah. He had coached games. People had seen. This is what it's going to yeah. be at Florida. He nobody right now if you're a recruit, you go I really don't I, I wanna go there. I yeah. like what they're doing. I like the way they treated us. I like the way they treated yeah. my family. They've got this new facility going in. They haven't played a game. That's that's what yeah. you're looking I'm, at.
3: I'm sure they're showing recruits tape and everything, but do you I mean, do you do versus, you or I know what offense they're gonna run or yeah, what but defense versus they're gonna run? Saban walking well, in and saying
2: we were in the national championship. Yeah. Last year, and we lost it, yeah. and and we need you to to get us yeah. over the top.
3: Oh. I mean, we don't even we have no idea what the offense is going to be. We don't no. know what they're no. doing on defense. Only what you hear. Exactly. So. But I'm just saying.
2: My point is, you can't judge a coach's recruiting based on not having coached a game. Yeah. And yet, there was a group of Gator fans that wanted to do that. And then you can't judge him, even on the first year. But even even still, they're doing a good job. So basically, all that money they they're putting into it, and all that um, all the personnel they're putting into it, is working. It is. It's not working at level like a lot of Gator fans would want it to, because they think everybody in the world should always want to come to
3: Florida. Yeah. Well, it's not the way it works. Well, it's like if you're real sick, there's no miracle cure. It's going to take a few whatever no. days to start to, to see the effects of medication. That That's where they're at. They're they're getting better and better. Yep. With and what they're doing, absolutely. And the show.
2: Absolutely. And our friend uh, Chris Doring uh, stepped in a little bit, but I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with him. I don't either. When he said uh, at, it was on a radio show, Crane or something like. I don't. I know the guy a little bit, but I don't know him. And he said, "Look, Gator fans have become the worst." Yeah. And I, I was like, "Well, Chris, you're not wrong, uh, but you're not. You gotta you That may not have been a good move yeah. for you
3: because they'll but turn you. on you. Yeah, they will turn on
2: you now, and then it'll be all
3: of a sudden you're a pariah. You know. But, but the thing is, Pat and he, Doring is like, like us. He's not a negative person, a negative no. fan. So when he sees all this negative crap over and over, it kind of wears you down to the point where you got to. You want to say something about it." And he did, and I'm glad he did it. Good for him.
2: It does. And nobody, I mean, I think I have a lot of rights to be able to say that. It's the same thing I've been saying for a couple of years. Yeah, you've said but, for more than a couple yeah, of years. But, but I, I'm just saying that he grew up in this town, his parents went to school here, played for Florida as a walk-on, became one of the all-time celebrities. He's got a right to say that. He does. I I may He's not a, have a right. No. I I you know what I, I have a microphone. I have a microphone. That's no, all I have. No,
3: there's no bigger or more better Gator than Chris Doring out there. So yeah. So and like his whole thing, his whole fall was you know we've all got to stick together and be behind our team and be positive. And I think that's a great message.
2: But there's a lot of people out there who don't want to. No. And no matter and
3: and again a lot of things
2: go wrong. They turn. And, and I heard somebody. I believe it or not. I was flipping around the radio trying to find. I have this thing, this mode button on my radio, yeah. where if you hit mode, it may flip over to the AM and the FM yeah. instead of off serious. And so I listened to a little bit of Russell today, and a guy guy was calling in saying, you know how, um, you know, I mean they they should be better be recruiting better. They should be recruiting. No, everybody should want to come here. And I'm like, that, that there, there's nobody no wants school to, like that. Not everybody. Yeah, there's nowhere like
3: that. I don't know. It it but it's I, never enough. That's the, that's what bothers me. Never enough. Well. Won the national Robbie, title, a, but they lost the game. They lost Ole Miss. I'm a
2: big believer that 06-08 was the greatest time any school, any fan base has ever had, and it'll never happen again no. anywhere. Not here, just here. Never, Nowhere. Yeah. Nobody's going to win two national championships of basketball and two in football ever again.
3: You're right about that. But, Pat, the root of this goes back to the 90s when Spurrier spoiled yeah. everybody. He Florida did. never won crap till he got here and now the suddenly they he they, they start to win all the time. Yeah. But that's the what thing. He did. It's
2: it's a very spoiled fan base and then it went had to go through ten years of this incredible roller coaster. Yeah. Where okay, ah, we got we we brought in this guy and he's he won eleven games and then he blow, you know, gets destroyed in the Louisville game and next thing you know he's losing to Georgia Southern, get rid yeah, of him. Gone. All right. Let's bring in the next guy. Oh, we 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 go to the SEC championship two it years in a row, twice, but and <laughs> now we had to fire him because he talked about death threats yeah. that weren't true. Then we brought in Dan Mullen. All right,
3: we're in the in New Year six bowls every year, and then
2: uh, we're six and seven, and we yeah, but you know, can't the, recruit the,
3: those New Year's Day bowls. Those were his ceiling.
2: They were a ceiling. They, yeah. He was
3: never going to go better, bigger, no. or better than that. There's no way. That's Not absolutely right. Not the way he right. was recruiting. He was that was the ceiling. So. They got rid of them at the right time. And again,
2: all we did was give a different name to bowl games that are already existed.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: I mean, before it was like, uh, you know, they got in the Orange Bowl. Yeah, you know, I, I remember that 98 Florida team that got to the Orange Bowl and you're like, nobody was all that excited about it. No, But it wasn't a New Year's Six Bowl, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, but hey, I, you know, look, I, I got nothing against Dan, nothing against McElwain, nothing against Muschamp. Actually, I really like Must a lot. Still do. Uh, I get along with McElwain. I get along with Dan. Yeah. But uh, you know when a coach needs to go. So he needed to go. He did, and he went. <laughs> and but there all three he went. Of those guys went. There he, went. he go.
3: They all went when they needed to go. All right, let's get
2: a phone call in before we get a break. Mike, what's up?
4: Hey, gentlemen. Glad to hear you on Robbie.
3: Hey, Mike. Good to hear you.
4: Thanks, but I, you know, I think Pat. And, I, and I'm disappointed a little bit in Chris, and he has the right to his own opinion. But I think what happens is you judge Gator fans by the crap you read on Twitter. When if you go to a football game, there's not more supportive fans than Gator fans. When Alabama came here, Saban went back and said that he wanted his crowd to be as loud and as supportive. So you've got 90,000 people, the most supportive you could ever be, and you've got about a handful of idiots on Twitter – being bad fans and so you think all gator fans are that way
2: and they're not well it's not just twitter it's it's you know the call-in shows it's it's this media it's it's other media i mean it's just now here's the thing everybody has a voice now every human being in the world has a voice now and now you're hearing some voices that uh are not the voices you want to hear but they're they're all got a voice i mean if there is you know what? What does uh, Napier talk about? Four hundred eighty alumni. Yeah, that's four hundred eighty voices. Yeah, you know, so it's not like uh, everybody's sitting there thinking about thinking things through. Yeah, sometimes they're just spouting off what their opinion. But the, of the, the, good, time.
3: Exactly. The, the good fans are the child are the silent majority, though. Unfortunately, they you know they yeah. don't say anything. The negative ones are the ones that spout off, and they're in the minority. I agree with you, Mike.
4: It's like uh, when um, oh, what's his name at quarterback that 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 Got booed or something and or no he they he read some bad stuff on twitter no no the the, the franks no yeah felipe yeah but, he he uh, treated like it was the whole gator crowd that was had been saying bad stuff on Twitter and was given the, the you know to shut up to the the rest of the crowd i I think we well really they had actually
2: booed him, him in the game, so
4: yeah yeah. <laughs> But there was, it was a small percentage of people booing. So that, you don't need to do it to the whole crowd. Doesn't take much. Doesn't, I mean, doesn't, but, doesn't but take to, much. To, but to judge the whole fan base by a bunch of idiots is just not fair. Well, there's I, no I
2: fan base that is a bunch of idiots.
4: There's none in the
2: world. Not one fan base is Everything. not all idiots. But there's always just enough that when things yeah. don't go right that it gets, it gets loud And it gets
4: obnoxious? Yeah. Well, just don't judge the whole crowd by those people. I just think – and to say Gator fans are the worst, that means he's talking about every fan. And the majority of fans are supportive and don't ever gripe and don't ever do anything. So – no, well, I think, I think, wait a sweepers. minute, wait
2: a minute, Mike. Have you ever called into this radio show and complained about a sure. coach?
4: Okay. Of course I have. <laughs> and it was and it was needed at the time. Every oh, time but I if
2: it's okay stuff. with you, it's okay.
4: No, no, it's okay to it's okay to criticize a coach. But okay. but to, to do it to the point that you're like recruiting when it's still six months to go and recruiting and that kind of stuff, that's just fringe. So don't judge the whole crowd on a fringe group of people. It's just not fair. But I think no Mo- blanket.
3: Yeah, but I think the good Gator fans know that Doring was not directing his comments to them. I think no, they knew was. who he was directing it <laughs> yeah. to.
2: Yeah. We know we those is. people.
3: Yeah, he knows who he. They know who it was directed to, and they're the ones that are always mouthing off and saying stuff on Twitter and everywhere else that's negative. The minute something goes wrong, they turn.
4: Well, and you know that's the way people are, especially yeah. when it's you, now. Now that when you've got players making a lot of money. And you got coaches making millions. You're going to have a little pressure, just like any. Mike, job Mike,
2: player. think about this. I think about how bad it's going to get, because now that these players are getting all this nil money, now they're going to be judged even more harshly, and that is yeah, because they're getting paid now. Yeah, and they're and I think there's it's it could get ugly, even uglier. Not not just here, but everywhere. Well, I, I know that's –
3: Could get like the NFL, God forbid.
2: (laughs) did we lose, Mike? I think we did. Okay. All right. Well, we'll take a break. We'll do that right now. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more. Robbie Andrew and Pat Dooley here today. Again, just just to let you guys know that listen to the show. uh, No shows Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, Jeff's on vacation. I hope he has a good time. He needs it. And I'll be gone on a little mini vacation. A couple of days. Play a little golf with my brother, Tim and uh, and then uh, we'll be back, Robbie and I will be back Thursday and Friday just to give you a, so you guys, and that's the last time I need to talk about that, but we, that's what we're going to do Alright, we'll be back with more of this edition of the Tailgate on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF
0: Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF.
5: Good afternoon, I'm Christina Santiago Things are getting serious for the Florida Gator football team. The
0: season is almost a month out, and the Gators will start ball camp tomorrow. The Gators also secured four-star cornerback Jordan Castell and four-star wide receiver Aiden Mizell. In NFL news, Judge Sue Robinson ruled this morning that the Cleveland Browns quarterback, Deshaun Watson, should be suspended for six games without pay. In Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers start its first day of padded practice. The team recently added receiver Julio Jones. And finally, former Gators head coach Dan Mullen is reportedly considering an offer to join ESPN as a studio analysis. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Christina Santiago. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Hey Gator Nation, it's Jamil here from the Mealy Pop Shop. Gainesville's home for all things sports cards, collectibles,
6: memorabilia, autographs. Pokemon, Funko Pop, comics, coins, and more. Just wanted to share with you information about our new website, MeleePops.com.
7: Well, Jamil, the website is fantastic. I was on there last night. You've got a ton of sports cards, Pokemon boxes, and packs. I even jumped into one of the online breaks, and guess what? I won some sweet stuff.
6: Yeah, man, the website's got links to even all our social media accounts and info on the shop. We can't list everything on the store, so come on by the shop for a selection over 1 million cards and unopened boxes and packs. Remember, MealyPops.com, M-E-E-L-Y-P-O-P-S.com. And we are also open every Tuesday through Sunday, located here in town by the Santa Fe College sign off 39th Avenue. Thank you so much for your support, Gator Nation. And as always, Go
4: Gators!
7: Cheese has
2: been around hundreds of years,
9: too. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger?
5: The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger, made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app.
7: Wow, this is a good debate.
5: Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra, limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins.
7: Since 1971, Melden Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community. Its Veterans Making a Difference program honors over 20,000 veterans in north-central Florida.
10: We're here for our veterans, our community, and we'll be there when you need someone on your side after a serious accident.
7: Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators.
10: Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, meldenlaw.com. From
0: pylon to pylon, we are your home for all things football. You are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
6: This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat
0: Dooley right here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
2: Remember they were talking about getting you on the uh, some of these uh, rejoinders. What? Pat Dooley and Robbie Andrews. What's the rejoinder? That's when you come back, like uh,
3: like President Fox. I didn't just know what that was. Back. You know, what I did learn today though, Pat. Okay. Like, can't some, we do this Some is. people that some people that cover Florida football can't read. Obviously. Yeah, there <laughs> that has been an issue. Yeah. There was a thing with the Nigel. what's his name? The cornerback out of Tampa Wharton. Who was going to flip from Ohio State to Florida? Supposedly. Oh yeah. Um, so today they send a no, Dijon. Yeah, Dijon. So he, they send that he sends that thing showing he received an offer today. Apparently, Florida hacks didn't read it and put that he had flipped to Florida. Yeah. He, he did not commit to Florida. Well, the he just said he received an offer, his official offer, but they jumped the gun and wrote it. Apparently, he said, well, that's not true. Take it down."
2: Well, some of them are are idiots. Yeah, but um, I I will say this. Um, they just can't
3: read. He, he,
2: when I saw it, the first thing I went, I, I well, I again, as a veteran journalist, yeah. Robbie, I went, wait a minute, what? Did, I had to read the whole read thing. The, you read, read it before you, read the whole you thing. say, I go, oh, he's committed. No, oh, they just made him an official yeah. offer. Okay, I still think he's coming here. Yeah, but he may not. Who knows? But apparently,
3: rivals screwed it up too. He flipped and was going to go to Florida. Not just the Gainesville. Son. No, no, the rivals did it on the weekend. Said he'd flip to Florida when, in fact. Maybe he had, but he didn't want it, wasn't ready to announce it, and they said yeah. he had. So now, he's got to be thinking. Uh, well,
2: some people had to what's take going it down. On with Florida? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He might be. And again, his announcement. All this stuff kind of comes into play, and we when we talk about um, fans being negative, uh, you just got to be careful there. I mean, it, and I know it'd be great if we all just posted uh, Twitter things and said, "Hey, you know." Joe Smith is going to Miami. Good luck to him down there. I hope yeah. he does well. You know, I'll be a Miami fan when he's not playing against the Gators. But nobody does that. No. There go. Loser. No wonder you uh, went to Miami. They're going to give you money, and they're going to do this, and, and you're going to end up in yeah. prison.
3: <laughs> but also, yeah. people are in such a rush to get it first that they're not, they're getting careless about what they're putting up there. Read the guy's tweet before you post News that he's committed to floor.
2: Well, you know, we we got out at the right time. Even though I did that last year, I screwed up something. But
3: you did, yeah.
2: What because was I was told by somebody who knew, but did not know.
3: They is you that, thought they knew, is that possible? Yeah. Well, you thought yeah. they knew, but they didn't. know. The
2: tailgame was going to get suspended for the opener. We were still in COVID issue, and it turned out some some people had suspended their COVID or their uh, certain
3: areas around well yeah campus. certain
2: yeah. Uh, al- uh, alumni groups and stuff like yeah. that but not everybody they had to shut it down completely and then I like an idiot I put it on Twitter which Twitter is evil as you know and when you make mistakes on it it's even more evil and so I got you know the uh, the uh, athletic director of Florida yeah. made fun of me and that's fine that's he, okay. and he should have yeah, yeah I was wrong he
3: screwed up yeah Screw up, you're wrong. You know something else I learned on the weekend, Pat? If you're going to go out drinking with another couple, you should all start at the same time. <laughs> right? Uh, who were those two attractive we, women that were loud and obnoxious we, that we happened we to run into? We did learn that lesson. We did. On, on, I kept looking was at that you that like, Thursday or Friday? Friday night. Friday, yeah. I kept looking at you, and I'm going...
2: <laughs> we were like, oh, my God. And
3: I kept thinking, God, if I'm like that when I drink, maybe I should just quit. <laughs> the funny thing is, though,
2: I don't know that we ever got that far over the top with them. They had an
3: hour head start, and they made the most of it. Oh, God. There's no question. It was fun. That was good for them, though. Time to relax, Friday night. Let's
2: see what Lee thinks about that. What's up, Lee?
11: What's up, fellas? How are y'all doing? Good. Good.
3: Um, I I just wanted to talk
6: about uh, my good friend Chris Daring's comments, Um, uh, which I, I totally see where he's coming from, and I agree with him that, we need to be more patient than we normally have been. Uh, But I think that there's a few different things at play here. And and Pat, you probably started to see some of the uh, seeds of this get sown during the Zook era. There's a fracturing in the Gator fan base. Mike is right in that, like, there is a handful of really bad fans who are only negative and never positive. That is true.
3: Oh, I I, I, I agree with
2: that 100%. I I think the words... uh... Um, I can't think of his first name now. So I can't, I can't, I can't. Who is it? Uh, give me a clue, Dooley. He was in the, He was in our what office. What just happened? Day. He was in what our office happened? the other day, right? <laughs> uh, uh, Chip Namias. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. When the word, I he mean, he's the most negative yeah, man you'll ever. see. I've seen. never seen anybody as negative as him. No matter what happens, he
3: hated Billy but, Donovan. Yeah. If I they mean, don't win every game by thirty points and go for five hundred yards of offense, he wasn't happy.
6: Right. So I think that like every fan base has the like really, really uber negative people, the people who cuss out players and coaches, like every fan base has that. But what seems to be sort of exclusive in Gator Nation, and I listen to a lot of other college football podcasts. I read message boards. It seems to be more here than anywhere else, which is this split down the middle of you either are positive and in all kinds of weather or you're a horrible fan. And, and And I hear that more and more uh the the positive gator fans, the all kinds of weather people are so sensitive that before anyone can even criticize, if you go through those gator fan sites, they'll post things before anyone's even said anything. Oh, here come the boo birds, here, here come the bad fans, like they're so uber sensitive about it, so I agree that we need to like look at this as a long-term 4 to 6 year deal uh with Napier. It may take a while to get depth and to get people in here, but I don't I don't really know what that looks like as far as criticism. There's a big difference between negative and bad fans and criticism. And and I think that like if it's halfway through the season and I I'm seeing some progress, but I call a radio show and I go Hey, they ran the ball up the middle off tackle thirty-five times in a row. That's not working. That doesn't make me a bad fan. And, and, no, I, and I saw. You're right. This, I no, you can under, criticize.
3: There's no question about that.
6: But but would you guys not agree that like under Mullen, Muschamp, and McElwain, that there was a certain group of fans and even a certain group of media members? That if you were to say that, their response always is, "Well, you're not in practice. You don't know. You don't get. You don't know as much as the coaches." They're super, super defensive. Would you guys not agree that some of that is what's at play here? That it's it's not just yeah, negative. I, look,
2: man. I think that we are we are definitely hamstrung in the media. Anybody in the media, even Robbie, who's not considers himself media anymore. We're hamstrung and that all we can judge you by is what you do on the field, which is, in the end, what matters. How you practice, right. how well you do in practice, what you do in practice matters to the coaches, but it, to to us which who don't get to see it, we don't get to see it. We have no idea whether you're any good or not. And then when you see them in a the game, you go, yeah. oh, this guy can't do this. He yeah. can't run past this guy. He can't block this guy. And so... Uh, but I mean, that's what the fans are. The fans are in the same boat, where they're just basically saying, "Why can't we run the? Bo- Why can't we stop a guy running the same play over and
3: over again?" Yeah, well, I think it's fine to, to criticize. I I have no problem with that because that's the nature of the beasts. But these fans that criticize then abandon the team more or less. They're the yeah, ones and, that yeah, you know, criticize recruiting before it's even yeah, done. But they, yeah, but they kind of abandon right. the team. It's they like give up. It's the
2: people that it's almost like people are going, "Hey, it's almost the uh, middle of the second quarter and we're not winning." You know. Well, it,
6: I think I think guys some of that is from PTSD. I think like in real time during the must champ and McIlwain eras, Gator fans were being told to calm down, they'll get it figured out, they're smart. And then when those coaches were fired, you heard a lot of stories and read a lot of stories that came out that were like, listen, we kind of knew this was going on, but we really couldn't say anything. But Same that's the weird Mullen. thing.
2: The weird thing about all of it. McIlwain at one point was 16-3 and in the SEC. I know, That was pretty impressive. And then he lost two games by one and two points. And everybody wanted to get rid of him. And they did, eventually. Um you know, uh, in the in Muschamp's case, he won eleven games the second year, and we're like, okay, they got the right guy. And the Next thing you know, everybody wanted him done because he he went four and eight, and lost yeah. to Georgia Southern. You know, Mullen went to three straight New Year's Six bowls, however you want to ca- characterize it. But then it, you could tell it was not going well. They're not going to go any further. It wasn't. Than that. It wasn't just that. Like like, I know that uh, I've talked to. Uh, Scott Strickland about this. He knows exactly where, where the program is going, yeah. and he when he sees it going down the hill, he knows he needs to to make a change.
6: Yeah, I'll give you all. I totally, Pat. I totally agree. I will give you that. Out of those three coaches, the Mullen program looked on the field like it was working more than the other two coaches it did. did. No, and, and, and so. The McElwain situation, was a, you had a real down east. You had Tennessee and Missouri, which were just awful programs at that time. And I think we knew why the must-champ era wasn't working. That's because he just didn't care about offense. So I, I think that there's, like, you can't just look at it on paper and go, well, it was working, and then it didn't, and we were quick to pull the trigger. There were reasons why those coaches were let yeah. go. Yeah,
2: what, absolutely. Sure. What if Will Greer doesn't test positive? I know. But yeah, I have no right. no
3: issue with any what of those. If Lamar firings. Jackson comes here. Yeah, good point.
2: <laughs> I know. I mean, it, it's but it's a, a lot of what ifs. And now now, you hope you get a guy that is going to establish a program that it's not about what ifs. Because really, okay. with all three of the last coaches, you like you mentioned, what if Lamar Jackson comes, which he yeah. was going to? Uh, what if Will Greer doesn't get suspended? Uh, what if? I actually, what if Florida doesn't beat Georgia in year three of Mullen? That was the worst thing that happened. It probably was, yeah. You know, because once that I happened, have, now now he thought I got it all figured out.
6: I got a quick question before I hang up, guys. I, what does what does being a good fan for the next few years look like? Like at what point? Uh, and you don't have to get too far into the weeds, but let's say we are seven and five this year with a really hard schedule, which could be a good year. We're eight and four next year. We're eight and four, seven and five in year three. At what point do you start getting frustrated? Like, is it year four? Is it five? Uh, uh, you know, what is it like on offense and defense? What kind of progress we're looking at? I mean, what, what at what point do you look at this and go, it is or it is not working? And I'll hang up here. Question. Here's when
3: I I wouldn't put a timetable on it, but I would say the minute you're not going forward, you're not showing progress. That's when you take a hard look at your program, are you recruiting well are you yeah. showing progress on the field as long as you 're doing that you 're getting better every year and you 're recruiting well then you're you're in good stead with your with the program and with the team, and I think you're fine, but you know the minute you start doing what Mullen did where you look like you 're not getting any better and you 're not recruiting and well you don 't care anymore. and you, you don 't yeah. care anymore and you give up on your team then it 's time to to complain and make the change but all as right. long as you're making progress.
2: We'll talk about that because uh, I got I got some thoughts about that as well, especially what went wrong with some of the coaches previously. But right now we have to take a break. We have to do that. We'll come back with more of the tailgate. Pat Dooley and the great Robbie Andrew here on ESPN one FM and 850 AM WRUF. From the
0: College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN one FM and 850 AM.
1: Want to start a career with a local company that's been in business for almost four decades, proudly serves the growing needs of our community, and has excellent pay and benefits? Join the Quality Plumbing team today. From high school grads to apprenticeships, journeymen to master plumbers, Quality Plumbing can help you build a rewarding career in a high-demand industry. Earn while you learn. Endless opportunities for advancement in job security. Visit QualityPlumbing.com today to learn more. License number CFC043073.
7: The springtime is packed with Gator Sports and it gives us a great chance to show off the Gator gear. Let everybody know who you're rooting for. So you probably already have enough shirts and tanks and tees and hats, but I bet you don't have enough accessories to accompany the orange and blue. But with one visit to Oaks Jewelry, they'll get you looking as good as the Gators do on the field. For more than 30 years, Oaks Jewelry has been making people all over town sparkle with a great selection of quality fine jewelry at the best possible prices. Engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, diamonds, pendants, handbags, watches, and just watch all the compliments that you'll get with a piece you pulled from Oaks Jewelry. A proud member of the Gainesville Area Chamber of Commerce, Oaks Jewelry is the one-stop shop for all your jewelry needs. Check them out online at oaksjewelry.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. it's hot out an obvious observation that everybody knows about And the last thing you need is your a c unit deciding to shut down on you well if it unfortunately does i've got an obvious choice to call that is crystal air and water and they're gonna be there to take care of you a hundred percent service satisfaction guaranteed whether you're in alachua archer gainesville hawthorne high springs melrose micanope newberry stark williston or anywhere in between crystal air is a phone call away they service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish so make the call 333-0460 crystal air and water they aren't comfortable until you are license number cmc
0: 1249384 from the uf weather center here is your wruf weather update
6: mist showers and thunderstorms are expected to continue through the evening hours wrapping up by about 9 or 10 p.m. We'll see temperatures during this time period fall gradually out of the 90s and into the 80s and eventually into the low and mid70s by early tomorrow morning We'll start the day with dry conditions Plenty of sunshine through the first half of the day
5: clouds lead to showers and thunderstorms though, for the afternoon and you other center meteorologist Justin Ballard
0: Keyshawn, will and Max. Dan Orlovsky with us now, guys.
5: Right now, I can beat Keyshawn on one-on-one, absolutely. Dan's not, one-on-one move, I've damn seen
12: damn Dan's not bad, but it, I, can't, I can't put Dan over
5: Keyshawn.
1: Dan, you lost your
5: mind. If we're playing to 11 I'm 100% beating Keyshawn.
1: Only thing you're going to beat me in is swimming and golf. That's it. Key, Jay, and
0: Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Sports scene with Steve Russell, weekdays at noon, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app.
11: This is Florida Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dewey, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right. Unfortunately, Coach uh, Napier
2: made a mistake. It's Pat Dooley and Robbie Andrews today. We so <laughs> got to going, we yeah. gotta get him straightened out about that. But uh, um, let's go ahead and get a phone call in here, and then we got a lot of other things to talk about. Uh, Gator Man's up. What's all going on, Gator Man?
13: Well, how you guys uh, doing today? How you doing, Robbie Andrews? Good. How are you? Well, I'm doing pretty good. I don't know if you know ever heard of the Gator Man. But... Oh, absolutely.
3: I've listened to you for years. What are you talking about?
13: Oh. Okay, well, a Gator man got to send you one of his books called If You Ain't a Gator. You definitely, Gators did. Gators.
2: definitely do that. We had it. We had that book in here. Actually, Robbie looked at it.
13: Oh, he did? Okay. He wasn't well, impressed, was, but that's okay. Yeah, I <laughs> well, okay. Well, I heard the Gator was uh, predicted to finish fourth in the East. Well, I got the top 10 reasons I'm not buying you a finishing fourth in the SEC East. Number 10, the same people picked them to finish number two. In the East last year. Number nine, not buying Kentucky height. Number eight, Tennessee has to show me some defense. Number seven, Ventrell Miller back. D will be greatly improved. Number six, UF coaching staff. It's one of the best in the country, in my opinion. Number five, I think Kentucky comes to the swamp. Number four, I think the O-line will finally be dominant this year. Number three, I think we'll see a complete team this year, all three phases. Number two, I think Anthony Richmond will be like a drunk man of the gas tank with a cigarette. I think he will blow up. And number one, <laughs> I do believe in Dollar Bill And on Gator Man has been on. And the Gator Man is gone. <laughs> <laughs> I like your 10. All
2: right, Gator Man. That was yeah, a good, good one. No, there's some good things to, Absolutely. to dissect there. And uh, look... I. We've talked about the schedule. One thing I did uh, last week was I wrote a uh, reason why Florida – or 12 reasons why Florida might be better than people think. And one of them was, you know, the schedule isn't great. It's bad. It's hard. But it's not that bad. It's doable. I mean, look at – okay, Utah, it's a two-point spread right now. Uh, We don't know how good Utah really is. They lost four games last year. Uh, they lost to San Diego State yeah. last year.
3: They I dominated mean, o- dominated, you know, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, Oregon is the a one team, team. That underachieved under. Yes. what's the exactly. name? And now Miami's all fired up about having a coach whose team is. Hey, yeah, uh, we got a new coach.
2: How did he do uh, last he year? He underachieved. Well, they did. They <laughs> didn't do great. Yeah, but great we got talent. a new
3: coach. Yeah, great talent up there, but he underachieved. Then we go to Kentucky, who is like Kentucky's good. But they're not
2: great.
3: They could we have don't. won that game last year. They're not for throwing up all over themselves with a the penalty. Fifteen penalties, yeah. hundred
2: fifteen yards. Uh, you know, going to Tennessee. Okay, Tennessee is what it is, but Tennessee's if Florida is in their heads. I'm telling you. Okay, <laughs> so now we get. Then we go to. Uh, I guess what would be next, Missouri. Missouri, Florida's better than Missouri. Uh, LSU, Florida can certainly win Especially, at LSU. Huh? A&M,
3: uh, yeah, at home a and M. i A&M, I'm not buying the A&M hype at all. No, I'm not
2: either, and they're probably a year or two away from being great. Um, I mean, you just go right through it. You can find a path. In fact, I wrote that for Gators Wire for today, and it's, it should be up if you want to see it. I can give you a path to going 12 and. Yeah, nine. well,
3: they'll have a chance to win. They they have a chance to win all of his games we just talked there's about. There's no game that I look at games. and I go, you can't win. Yeah, you can't win that some. game. And I, I, that I had years Georgia. what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, but that includes Georgia this year. Pat, yeah, with all they that they're losing, they lost. Yeah, they're still going to be a really good team. Yeah, very. There's good.
2: There's no doubt about it. But you can win that game. But you look, you've got to play at a certain level. You've got to play with discipline. And I know I, I again I have Coach Spurrier on the Monday podcast every Monday because it's the Monday podcast. But. Um, and every time he brings up the discipline and you know, just doing things the right way that he believes Napier is going to do, and I think it ma- it warms his heart. To yeah, see. I think he sees how yeah. good that's going to be. Because put. for all the people just thought Spur was just like, hey, we're going to throw the ball over the field. He to- was totally no, Yeah, he yeah. kept those guys on their toes, man. No question. They did not want to disappoint him. There's no, no. question about it. Uh, let's get one more call in here before we go to break. Our last break of the hour, and get Matt in. What's going on, Matt?
14: Okay. Did Mike actually call earlier and say that we should not? <laughs> that that guy's complaining more than anybody I've ever heard on the radio show. <laughs> I,
2: I didn't want to I mean, say if, it, are, Matt. Are, I didn't want to say it, but you're he, right. On a one a to call ten call scale, call he's a nine and complaining. He can be negative, is no called, question.
14: He has called Fine Mom before. I heard him oh, yeah. complaining. Um, we should do a segment. What if this had happened? And I, this is my biggest what if. It's not, I mean, yeah, if Will Greer doesn't get hurt, if uh, this, that, I mean, if, uh, if uh, what's the other big one? Uh, if Cam Newton doesn't throw the laptop out. Yeah. But my that's
3: biggest a big one,
14: one, if Carlos Dunlap does not fall asleep at that intersection and gets a DUI, I think we beat Alabama, and I think things turn out a lot differently. Do you agree or
2: disagree? I I don't disagree. I will say he didn't fall asleep. He passed out. Yeah. He was, with his whatever. foot on the on the brake with a running car. Yeah, okay? Not real good. That that I I you know, I obviously I I was in fact I jumped Jeremy Foley's butt one time. I go, "How could you let him play in the the next game? The one after that mm-hmm. against Cincinnati?" I mean, you just just kick him out off the team for that. But um it, it, I think it would have made a difference. I, I mean, he sure. was he was one of the great players on that team, and yeah, certainly I think it would have. But yeah, there's not much the cops could have done. to yeah. get, In fact, they were trying to wake him. The the story I got from police was that they were trying, kept trying to wake him up, and just so they could get him home and maybe they would, you know, it'd be all right. They couldn't wake him up. Yeah. And his foot's on he, the brake. But. And that that yeah. is that is not good for our community no. to have somebody doing. But you something
3: know what doing. else? That that sent a clear message to Alabama that the Gators don't want it as much as we do. Yeah, that, that was a clear message that they got, and they they probably just love that. And they have got been them they have been training for this
2: game for six, eight to eight months. Yeah, and I, mm-hmm. Florida's like, okay, now we got Alabama. You know, yeah, never had a chance.
3: Well,
13: I,
14: I went, I mean, uh, LSU buddy of mine and I were out for a run the other day and we just started talking football and what, what do we think this year? And he's kind of like me. I think it's kind of a, I think we could be seven and five, eight and four, um, and we just don't really know, but I think we both agree because they're in a similar, I mean, We've had, I'm just looking forward to having a normal person as the head coach. We no kidding. A
2: <laughs>
3: That's a, a hey, run.
14: guess what? That's what they're
2: saying in Jacksonville Jaguars' locker room, too. Well, <laughs> just a normal well, yeah, guy yeah. who's a professional who tells us what to do and we have to do it, not not some guy who's kicking
15: people.
14: Well, he he was like, Well, what do you think? How do you think we feel? But then again, I told him, I said, I don't know. I think the jury's a lot because I think Brian Kelly's a little bit of a goofball. But, I think we it's going to be a struggle but I I think like like uh like you said earlier if we could just show progress and I think we will um I just think it's fundamentally not just on the field but just how we run as an organization um I think as long as we just make progressions you know and we're just doing what we need to do I think fans now granted you're going to have people freaking out you know when we get beat by utah we didn't do this right or that right but look it's going to be a process and i really for the first time in a while i i, I feel pretty comfortable knowing that we're probably going to lose four games but i think we're going to be a better team and organization at the end of the day uh, this year. So but anyway, I mean,
3: that's all about building Matt. Really. That's that, what it yeah, is.
2: Matt, that, that is what it goes back to. I think from even from Mike's call is that people in a, in a perfect world, Gator fans right now would go, Hey, look, this could be a while. This could take a while, but we like the guy we have, but you know that there are going to be people that the first time they lose a game are going to lose their minds and they're going to poop all over themselves trying to get to the, the phone. And you know, I, I I understand that you know, but it it because that's the way it is in college football, and it's the way it is yeah. a lot of places. I think what Doring said, because Doring has been in all these sites, right? He's been all these SEC teams, all these SEC schools. He's been around them, and he knows that Florida fans have become one of the most negative groups in the world. One reason I keep saying, and I'll say it until the day I die is nobody had success like Florida ever in the history of, of sports with football and basketball in 0608. Yeah. We got to get a break. We'll do that. We'll come back. We'll talk more about that and other things. Anything you want to talk about. 3928255. This is a tailgate on ESPN 981 FM and 850 a.m.
0: WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending. Now, on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM,
5: WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Kyle Curtis. Gator football is getting closer and closer as we know it. Tomorrow is media day for the Gators, while Wednesday is the first day of fall camp practice. Additionally, Florida long snapper Marco Ortiz was placed on the Patrick Manley Award watch list on Monday, which is awarded to the best long snapper in the FBS. In golf news, the PGA Tour, in response to the Saudi Arabian Lift Tour, has announced that they are raising their prize money to a record $415 million next year. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson was suspended six games today by the NFL for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy following accusations of two dozen women of sexual misconduct. I'm Kyle Curtis, and that is your Gainesville Sports Center.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
8: Big Mills is a small place with a big taste it's happening now international diamond center spectacular summer of savings event giving you a break from inflation and rising interest rates now for a limited time you get IDC's incredible value price plus two years zero interest financing and IDC will even cover your first two payments rings earrings bands bracelets colored gemstones Swiss timepieces even GIA and forever mark diamonds buy now and spread your payments out with zero interest charges how about a three thousand dollar pair of diamond stud earrings or anniversary band payment is just $125 a month and we'll even cover your first two payments completely. Or how about some rollback pricing on wedding bands at IDC? Now through August, you can take 25% off any wedding band. That's price deflation. International Diamond Center's Summer of Savings event. Your refuge from rising prices. Special discounts and two years, zero interest financing. Now for a limited time, only at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point on Approved Credit.
1: It's time to celebrate outdoors. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Let Electronics World help you upgrade your lanai, pool deck, or backyard space with outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung. Outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. That's electronicsworld.net.
0: We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at com.
2: Hi, right, Florida with a big recruiting weekend. Of course, they re- the other big schools had big recruiting weekends and got good players as well, but Florida's not Probably done. not as many as Florida. Though. No, that's but and, they've and got Flo- momentum. Florida's not done. They do have momentum going. That's, that's really kind of cool. Let's go ahead and get a phone call in before we go to break for the top of the hour. Dakota, what is going on, Dakota?
13: Not much, guys. Uh I just first, before I ask the question, I just want to say I love the way that people are calling in,
3: complaining, and criticizing Chris Doring for his comments about people complaining and
16: criticizing.
3: <laughs> That's I, a love great the, point. I love the irony of that. That is great. <laughs> That's a good point, yeah.
0: yeah.
13: But my question is, as uh, far as last year, I know there was holes everywhere that needed to be filled in the uh, football team. But far as positions like uh, offensive line or special teams or secondary or whatever, what do you think we had the biggest issue with? And with
4: recruiting, do you think that we've done good recruiting in that area this year?
2: Well, I think they've done a good job of recruiting the areas they need to get better at, but I still think there are holes. And I think the biggest hole – is at linebacker where I just don't know if they've got enough guys that, that they can count on. I well, yeah, I, that was
3: a big hole last year losing Vince yeah, Ron Miller. That was a big. He goes loss.
2: out and they, and they put Tyron Hopper in there and he was not undersized and and they just didn't. I mean they just didn't have anything there when when you can run the same play over and over again and pick up yardage. Yeah. It's, it's embarrassing. Another
3: but, another big hole was the relationship between Mullen and Grantham. That was a oh, to me yeah. that was a huge hole. They didn't get along. They were on the same page. The players saw it. They felt it. It showed in the way they played.
2: It was just a bad uh, vibe there. Uh, but I, I tell you what, one thing I like is the talent in the secondary. I'm not saying they're going to be a good secondary. They have a chance to be very but, good. But man. they might be really good in the secondary. And if they are, that takes away from some of the things that hurt you because now you can say, hey, look, we can blitz more. We can do this. We can – we can send Ventrell Miller. We can, you know, we're not going to worry about that because we've got guys that can cover the, uh, you know, the is uh, uh, four or five receivers, and I think that that is where they've got a chance to be really good right away. And I think down the road with the with the Dds, they yeah. keep recruiting, it's going to be good.
3: And I think the offensive line is going to be very good this year. Offensive Pat. line, you got to show me. It's a show me yep. position. I think they're going to be much improved.
13: I got you.
2: All right, guys. Well, thank you for the info. I should sure appreciate it. Thank But you. don't you agree? You you got to see people block before yeah. you. Like I know they've got a lot of guys back. They've got uh, Osiris Torrance. Yeah, he's going to be a difference. It was first team All SEC, which I I'm I was really surprised at that that they would take that from. You know. Well, I mean, everybody. He's, he's Belt, a pro yeah.
3: prospect, though, Pat. I think yeah, knows I know. That. I I think he'll be great.
2: But if you add, you add that in to uh, all the other guys that they've got coming back but again they've got to go and perform as a unit and block people and open up holes and yeah, I think this is going to be a team that runs the ball a lot. I mean that
3: I think they've got, you know, talent in that in the running back room for sure. Yeah. Some depth there and I think the receiver I get a feeling group has improved because of the addition of the Arizona State Kid. Ricky Purcell, yeah, yeah. I think, I he's
2: think that first game against Utah is going to be a slobber knocker. I think it's going to be a physical, you know, we're going to run three straight times, try to get a well, first Well, that down. is
3: Utah's approach to. Exactly. Play. I Anyhow,
2: watched. So. I actually watched their game against Oregon in the championship game the other night. That's how. They run and then they hit you with the play I action was, passes. I am so. Desperate for college football to start, but I watched that game. Yeah, I watched the whole game, and I was like, "I was like, oh, I see what they do. All they do is run, 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 and then play action, and pass. then play action pass, and they they play good defense. I, they're going to be tough. They're physical. They're in Gainesville. They got to come here, and the crowd's going to be jacked for that
3: game. I would think Patriots so. Baker's first game night in the swamp.
2: Yeah, you may even be there."
3: No, I'll be I'll tailgate, but then go home and watch on TV.
2: Yeah, that's what I want to do because I want to watch Ohio State and Notre Dame. What that time's night. that game? Same time. Oh, okay. Actually, it's seven thirty. So,
3: where's the game at?
2: I think it's at in uh, Columbus. I think it oh. is. I don't know for sure. Maybe we can tell you that on the other side. Right now, we got to take We're a break. That. We'll uh, we'll take more of your phone calls. You're listening to the tailgate ESPN ninety eight one eight FM and eight fifty AM WRUF.
0: One oh, yeah. CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRU. You
1: spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home Come experience how Ghettos got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Since
7: 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community, sponsoring shows like The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, live every weekday from 4 to 6.
10: You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 audio platforms.
7: Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever
0: did for yourself
1: this program is paid for by talking reds llc
0: with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air.
5: Quiet on the
8: set. We're all sound.
0: Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392 Talk. That's 392 8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardozo UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. You know what I was just thinking about, Robbie? Robbie
2: and Pat, not Jeff and Pat. Robbie and Pat. Um, what were you thinking about? I was just thinking about all the people that we, we talk about. And look, we're it, it's easy to be critical of, of fans, okay? Yeah. But the bottom line is, um, you know, you have to kind of let a lot of things go. And just let it let it all play out, yeah as a, as a season goes along, as recruiting goes along, but,
3: like I said before, you can criticize your team, that's okay, everybody does that, but you have to stick behind them to stay behind them so yeah. that that's what that's what a true fan would do,
2: no, it totally is, and um, you know, I think that a lot of gator fans uh, we've talked about this a lot, um they're very demanding. But, you know, I've been to all these other places. They're all demanding. Uh, they yeah, all
3: fans The fans are the same everywhere I think, pretty much. I, I
2: think that it, they're a little harsher here because of the success over the last – because don't forget, most of these fans, most of the fans that are big Gator fans are in their 40s, yeah. you know. And they have been through the most incredible success Spurrier, with Spurrier yeah. and, and Urban and everything like that, and going through it with basketball. And they ran Mike. Nobody can tell me they didn't run they, Mike White out of here. They did run Mike White out. They totally ran him out of here. Okay, that's fine. If that's that that's that was your choice, you did. But then, it.
3: And I agree with the call for it. It was time to go because he wasn't showing progress. Like we talked about that earlier. Yeah, and as absolutely. long as you're showing progress, you're getting better, then you're okay. But if you Get to the point where he was, where they weren't getting better; they were getting worse. Time to time to take a look, hard look at it, and make a move.
2: Well, and that's that's the other thing. And you've got to, as an athletic director, know where your ceiling is and know where the floor is. And I know I talk about that all the time, and everybody goes, "Oh, Dooley's always talking about the ceiling and the floor." Look, it's it's just okay. You got to know what your worst is and what your best is. Yeah, just make it that if you want to, if you don't like that term. What what can you be at your best? And I know I kind of felt like I knew what Mike White could be at yeah. his best, and it wasn't going to be good yeah. enough.
3: But remember, but Spurger, he his worst wasn't that bad. Yeah, Spurger's a coach, he always thought two or three plays ahead. He was way always ahead of what everybody else is thinking. Yeah, and I think ADs have to be that way when it comes to, you know, their their coaches. When do you you got to look ahead and say where what's going to happen here and there? And then he, you you got to be on I, top of
2: that. He and I had a great talk today about uh, just kind of. You know, how his offense wasn't really complicated, how you just had to know. Yeah. Your quarterback had to know what the defense was and how, what play would work. And you you got – I mean, it wasn't like they practiced all the time and they were – No, he had to be
3: a coach on the field. Yeah. The quarterback did. And uh, that's all it was. And that's what made one of the great shows of all that's time. That's why Worf was so great and so devastating.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Let's go to the phone. Let's go to Tony and see what – Tony, 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 Tony.
15: <laughs> What's going on? What's going on, gentlemen? How y'all doing today? Good, tonight? Tony. How are you? All right, man. I wasn't going to talk about the Doran comments real quick, but you just brought them up there, so I'll just make a quick mention. But that's kind of where he steps in it a little bit, right? In my opinion, all these, especially the SEC guys, all the SEC fan bases are the same, man. They you are. Have guys calling yeah, you have people calling Feinbaum show wanting Saban fired
13: every time he loses the one game. Oh, I, I remember when they
2: lost you to know? Ole Miss with Hugh Freeze. They, people yeah. wanted him out. Yeah. They were they said it's, mean, the game has yeah. passed him by.
3: <laughs> so classic. Yep.
15: Then yeah, then you have in Tennessee. I mean, heck, there's like 58 examples there, but they have Pruitt using his wife to be the bad man because they're so desperate over there, and he felt that pressure. Okay, and then let's not even mention about Austin, Texas. When they come into the SEC, the fan base in Austin, the UT fan base, the real UT, right, Texas, that fan base is nuts. Okay? So every fan base is the same. To signal out just one fan base and say this is the worst, especially when it's your own fan
12: base, right? Well, but I think that's part of
2: it. I think that's part of it when you look at Chris Doring, who is a and again, Chris and I are really good friends as, as we all know Robbie and him are very good friends and I, I don't disagree with anything he said, but I, I think when you are sitting there in a situation where somebody's asking you about fan bases and, and you're, you've been discouraged. And again, this goes back to the moment he was asked about this question when Gator fans were going, maybe Billy Napier's not the right choice. Yeah. Even like well, he after he had not coached one <laughs> game. Yeah.
15: That was, Ridiculous, anyways, listen guys how let me ask you, Pat, how different or how different do we look at the schedule next year this coming football year? If Mullen is coming back for his fourth year, you know he's got an established quarterback and Anthony Richardson, who played the majority of last year he's got he's coming off probably a solid ten and two nine and three season how How much more different are we looking at that schedule?
3: Well, well, Emory Jones would be the quarterback, unfortunately, probably, right? Because yeah. he wanted to stick with him. <laughs> he wanted to stick with him no matter what, yeah. and that was part of the problem. And that's
15: why he's not here. Yeah, and yeah. that's why he's not here. Probably. Yeah,
2: but again, you're talking about a coach that was only—I mean, look, he could have beaten Kentucky. Obviously, they should have beaten s- Missouri. Should have beaten Missouri. I mean, that right there is eight wins. So it's—he's not that far from maybe. But I think. When it when it started to turn south, and I, and again, I I've, I've not had a long conversation with Scott Strickland about this, but he saw what I think we saw, and I rem, I'll never forget Robbie coming in here uh, the Monday after the South Carolina game, and I said on the radio, I said. Dan Mullen needs to start taking his job seriously. He's yeah. not taking it seriously. But at
3: that point, Pat, if you talk to people around the team, he had quit by that time. Well, that's He'd what I'm saying. Up,
2: yeah. He had quit. And the players right. knew. So it. either come back and go, all right, guys, we've got to straighten this thing out. We got to. And he didn't do that. No. And that's why they, they, right. they knew where it was going. They knew what recruiting was going to be, which was all, already in the toilet. And part of it was, was his show cause that was going against him, which wasn't pleasant
3: either. He so, had to go. He had to go. There's no doubt about he
15: it. Had to go. The point that I'm making though is that this upcoming schedule only really looks tough because we're going in it with a brand new coach with a brand new system. But like you said, Pat, all these teams we're playing this year have massive flaws, massive flaws. Every single one of them, really. Even Georgia, okay, they got some big time flaws that could be exposed big time because they don't have now the best defense in the history of college football coming back. So all these teams have big-time
2: flaws. Well, with that, Tony, I will say this: everybody has flaws going into a season.
3: And how do you deal with those flaws? Yeah,
2: and how how do you overcome what you're having to deal with? Georgia certainly has flaws based on what they were last year, but they've also got better players than most people have to solve that problem. Same with Alabama, and I know Florida doesn't play Alabama, Mm. but you know Alabama's got flaws. They also have the Heisman winner and the guy who may win the Heisman. And Will Anderson yeah. this year, so it it is just it it, it look you just got to go into it. Uh, I I do think the schedule's a little tougher only because again they have to go to Texas A and M, they have to go to Tennessee and te- but again with Tennessee Tony, uh, people are freaking out about how good Tennessee's supposed to be this year.
3: Why?
15: I what have they done? Yeah, I got them going probably seven and five, six and six. To be honest with you, um, but. We'll see. It's going to be a great season. Hey, Go guys. Pitt is what I say to you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, Pitt's going to give him a heck of a game. Yeah, I, I'm
2: hearing good things about Pitt this year, so I I I, I I'm enthusiastic about that pick.
3: Negative rooters' dream game. Maybe. It is a negative rooting dream.
2: <laughs> That's a t-shirt game. That's a
15: t-shirt game. Yeah. It could be a t-shirt yeah. game. I'm Absolutely. not ruling it
2: out. You're right. Sure, man.
15: Hey, guys, real quick. um, By the
2: way, I was wearing my Notre Dame baseball t shirt the other day to work out. That's a good one, man. (laughs)
15: Speaking of baseball, look, look, Brandon Spro, it looks like he's going to be coming back, man. And I'll tell you what, in a day and time of the NIL, when as a fan, as an alumni, right, you are, uh, let's face it, man, these kids are, you know, a lot of them are making decisions to come to your school based on who's going to pay them the most amount of money, right? And um, as a fan, As an alumni now, to see a kid like Brandon Sproat, who's probably going to turn down about a million dollars, man. And I'll tell you what, at the end of the Oklahoma series, he went out to the mound and he took a knee, and he stayed out there for. A I
2: remember that, yeah.
15: Okay, it it uh made its round around social media, but I was at that stadium, and I was watching him do that. And I'll tell you what, man, that was no joke, right? Because he's going to probably turn down a million dollars and come back to UF to play baseball for one more season. Well, at that,
2: now, mind you. I would think Tony at that point he didn't think he was going to turn a million dollars down and and come back. No way. I think he was going out there the way several athletes at Florida have you know in, in different game. sports and go out. It's my last game. I want to kneel down on this field and pay homage. Uh, but okay. I, I don't. I think if if Spro comes back with the kid they got from Southern Miss. With the other guys they've got, whether it's Caglione or uh, the other uh, a guy, I can never Coppola, remember Coppola. his name. Coppola, yeah. Coppola. Um, you know, they, I, I, they could be really good next year. Now, everybody's going to be good in the SEC. We know that. So
15: Really good, man. Um, A lot of fun, man. Hey, imagine this. You've got the Waldrop and Sproke coming in. Friday, Saturday starters, right? Coming in at 98 yeah. miles an hour with about a 88 mile an 88-mile-an-hour changeup. And then on Sundays, Carson Finvole, baby, throwing <laughs> so nothing but soft <laughs> sliders.
3: Oh, I like
15: that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. It would take <laughs> it would take about a month for that team to come off the slump that they'll be put in. They're all
2: gonna need neck massages <laughs> really? by the end of that day. I can promise you that. <laughs>
15: for sure, man. All right, fellas, have a good one, guys. Thanks for
2: the call. Great call, Tony. Let us get to uh, Rami. Rami, how you doing?
15: Hey Pat, hey Robbie. I don't think I've ever called with you. Uh, oh. so it's a pleasure, man. Oh, thanks. Been following yeah, you guys since I was at UF in, in the '80s. So I really appreciate you both.
3: Oh, thanks. Man, we were hey, old I, then. We were, we were getting <laughs> old then.
15: <laughs> hey, I um, two things, Pat, and I always forget your saying when you said I, I I'll always say this till you know till the end. And I thought you were going to say that. I forget your saying about. Nobody something suffers. Suffers. Nobody, suffers.
2: nobody suffers winning like suffers. Gator fans.
15: and I will I will yeah. stick with that
2: until the end of time. I, I Yeah when they win, the they that. they are still mad. And and that is and where they are you. different. Yep. Yeah.
15: I've called you and I've talked about it. I've asked you if you think it contributed to Spurrier leaving and even Urban eventually, but I remember when when uh Kippen was, was hired at Tennessee and he was being a you know, a Kippen and and we only beat him <laughs> like 16 to nine. <laughs> And and I remember leaving the swamp and, and and telling my wife I'm like this is this is probably why Spurrier left and and Urban's probably going to do likewise just because we were we you, you would have thought we lost that game
3: yeah people wanted remember? people wanted what Urban was, to kill us that game what was the score of that game it was close it, it was it was, it was 16 10 no, it was 20 yeah,
15: it
2: I'll look it up. I'll look it up. That's a yeah.
15: good question. Anyway, they everybody I to win to that remember game, every score. People wanted uh, my oh, well, to we kill we were walking Kiffen. out like we lost. I'm telling yeah. you, if people were. I, I I told my wife, I'm like, this is why sprayer left, and it, you know, obviously, yeah. I'm glad you you told me it differently, but yeah. But anyway, so uh, I, amen to what Chris Doran said, especially when it came to recruiting. I mean, you saw it a month, month and a half ago. Exactly, everybody was complaining about Billy. It's it, it's crazy, and I think unfortunately with social media, it just. Maybe every fan base is is the same. Not maybe. They are, right? They are. But I just think the way we turn publicly on our coaches and even our players, right, is just not healthy. It's just not helping. If you're a true fan, you you don't do that, right? And so I think that's what's hurting the the perception of Florida fans being as bad as we are. Yeah, you're right. Um, By the way, uh,
2: 23-13 was the final of that game.
15: Okay. Yeah, shoot. Well, they they they
2: scored late, and, like, we were – I think they had, like, an onside kick or something because they scored with, like, uh, eight minutes to go in the game. And we're like, oh, what is going on here, you know?
3: Is Florida going to ruin this game? It It was was. an uncomfortable win. (laughs) Yeah,
2: definitely.
15: Um, But, hey, going back to, like, this year's team, you know, I remember – and I forget who does it, but at the beginning of last year, I I think it's an NFL – Ranking where they had ranked Florida as the seventh best talented, you know, team in the country. And in fact, the reason you think the Kentucky game is so important this year is because I, I think after we lost that game, Florida players kind of gave up. Obviously, they, were, you know, we all know Mullen started kind of giving up, right? And there was a distance between them and Grantham and nothing was changing. But heck, we were one play away from, from beating Alabama when you're talking about you got to, they got to show you that they can run. I mean, heck, we were shoving it down. Alabama. Yeah. That second half they dominated. Yeah. Yeah, But you know, here's,
2: here's the way I look at at, it. Every game's its own game. Every game is different, but I I look at the Kentucky game and I go Florida, if they don't commit 15 penalties, this handles Kentucky. And that's the same team. that's going to be coming in here to the swamp. And you would hope that this coach will have more discipline. So, I, I feel better about that game than I do the Utah game to be honest with you. Well yeah, I think most people do. Yeah. Yeah,
15: no, and I and I'm with you, right? And Kentucky had a block of field goal to get their I think their only touchdown, right? Or maybe they had one.
2: Well, touchdowns. they yeah, had but, one to Wandale Robinson who was really good. They ran a little bubble yeah. screen. Yeah, he took and it. And he ran and then they had a blocked right. field goal for another touchdown. That yeah. was their. that was, that it, was it for it. them. Yeah.
15: That was it. So no, I'm I'm pretty confident that said I think what you know, and a lot of people complain about Dan Mullen's recruiting, and we all know he had to go, right? He just gave up on the team, and he gave up on recruiting. But he did have top ten classes average, right? So he's got the talent where I think we might be lacking is the depth, right? I think our 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 twenty two, our starting twenty two, are really pretty darn good, especially with our rush edges, right? And now with Ben twelve back and middle linebacker, and our DBs being as good as they are, I think our defense, our our starting guys, are going to be pretty good and then i think with it with anthony richardson and our offensive line i think napier will come up with a game plan to strategically maybe keep a high-powered offense off the field by by just keep running it right i, I think i think we're gonna be pretty good yeah, I, 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 agree.
3: Think, I agree i agree i think, think we win
15: the first three i yeah. think we win the first three the tennessee game might be tough just because it's at tennessee and they're obviously going to get a little bit better but at the end of the day my goodness i mean what has it been 16 out of 17 years right these Tennessee teams that always supposedly are going to be better that we've we were in their head like Robbie said. So yeah. <laughs> I think we might be 6-0 going into the LSU game and we got them at home and I don't know. I'm optimistic, yeah. guys. But uh, I think I think okay.
3: I agree with you. I think the roster's really good. It's just not quite deep enough in certain areas, but you know, they'll right. take care of that over the next couple of years. But I think you look at the roster, the starting 22, you know, you put those guys against anybody pretty much. And I, but I've said this all
2: off-season and I, I stay with it. They're two injuries away from being six and yeah, six. And that would be Richardson so, and Ventral Miller. Yeah. Now, if they but keep so those guys healthy. They want to
3: keep Dexter healthy, too, because he's not real deep up front. Exactly. Well, they be, yeah. But yeah. they've got – I think, again,
2: they're starting four guys that are going to line up there. I like. They're really good, yeah. Their next like four. Lot, I'm not yeah. sure I like them at all.
15: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's where I think we might hurt a little bit as we start getting, you know, our, our – Starting guys hurt, but uh, yep. all right, I, man. I just said I'm thinking we're six zero going into the, L-
2: into the LSU game. So, yeah. Gander, thanks, guys. All right, thanks for the call. God, if, if they're six and zero going to the LSU game, we're going to be flooded <laughs> with phone <laughs> no calls. No kidding. Yeah. All right, we got to get a break in. We'll do that. Uh David and uh an unknown caller from Tennessee coming up next. That's you're right. listening to the Tailgate here on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF.
0: Sports Center, here's what's trending, now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF.
5: Good afternoon, I'm
0: Kyle Curtis.
5: Gator football is getting closer and closer as we know it. Tomorrow is media day for the Gators, while Wednesday is the first day of fall camping practice. Additionally, Florida long snapper Marco Ortiz was placed on the Patrick Manley Award watch list on Monday, which is awarded to the best long snapper in the FBS. In golf news, the PGA Tour, in response to the Saudi Arabian Lift Tour, has announced that they are raising their prize money to a record $415 million next year. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson was suspended six games today by the NFL for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy following accusations of two dozen women of sexual misconduct. I'm Kyle Curtis, and that is your Gainesville Sports Center.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF.
5: Hey, it's Kyle from Leonardo's. We're rolling along in 2022 as happy, healthy, and hungry as ever. You know, a big priority for me is to support as many local charities as possible, so check out the Leonardo's Facebook and Instagram pages to keep up with all of our fundraising efforts, topped off by being a title sponsor of the Bob Dooley Invitational. We're already ahead of our goal to donate $50,000 this year, so help us help the Gainesville community. Baked since 1976, and it feels like we're just getting started. Aw, Jeff, did I mention the tailgate 10?
7: The springtime is packed with Gator Sports and it gives us a great chance to show off the Gator gear. Let everybody know who you're rooting for. So you probably already have enough shirts and tanks and tees and hats, but I bet you don't have enough accessories to accompany the orange and blue. But with one visit to Oaks Jewelry, they'll get you looking as good as the Gators do on the field. For more than 30 years, Oaks Jewelry has been making people all over town sparkle with a great selection of quality fine jewelry at the best possible prices. Engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, diamonds, pendants handbags, watches, and just watch all the compliments that you'll get with a piece you pulled from Oaks Jewelry. A proud member of the Gainesville Area Chamber of Commerce, Oaks Jewelry is the one-stop shop for all your jewelry needs. Check them out online at oaksjewelry.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. In 1971, Meldon Law was established, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice its clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident.
10: Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients.
7: Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators.
10: Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com.
0: Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver Weekdays at 2 Right here on ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF And on your phone with the WRUF radio app The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo And Pat Dooley continues Here on ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF And on your phone with the WRUF radio app
2: All right, we're back and we got a loaded phone lines and I got to remember how this I'm trying to make sure Don't I disconnect. Don't. Yeah, I, all right. David should be up next. David, how are you?
9: Hey, what's up guys? Um, you know, you said you got an unknown caller from Tennessee and I feel like that might be uh, my sworn enemy. Well, that's so what
3: we know. You inferred. We know it's yeah. him. I, I
9: wanted, I, I wanted to see if I could uh, grace you guys. I've been listening to him for a while. I think I got a pretty good impression of him. Can I? Can I try that yeah, out? Go yeah, ahead.
3: give it to us.
9: Okay. <clears throat> hey, Pat, have you heard about this thing that actually ain't that big of a deal? But I'm going to bring it up and say something <laughs> controversial so that I can maybe get you to rile up, and then I can find a way to blame kids these days for this problem, even though nobody's actually talking about it. <laughs>
2: The only thing that would have made that better that is, is if you had mentioned Donnie Tyndall. in there. Donnie Tyndall in there, too, yeah.
3: That was a good one.
9: Uh, oh, man, I've been, I've been saving that one up there.
3: That was a great but one.
9: Uh, uh, I just, every, day, every time I, hey, Pat, I just am like, oh,
3: there he is. Here he is. Uh, no, I, How's it me, hanging? Uh, man,
9: as, as, much as, uh, as much as I give him crap, you know, he's the end of my yang up here, so I appreciate it. But, uh. I wanted to ask you guys. I had two questions about the football team, but I actually had an old school question I wanted to um, bring up. And that was uh, when we lost the SEC championship game to Alabama that year with Meyer, um, we didn't have Carlos Dunlap that game, did we?
3: No, he was the Monday, the Monday before the game. Yeah, we he talked was about the that. Rest yeah. of the, for DUI.
9: Yeah. And so, do you think with Carlos Dunlap, do we win that game or no? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't
2: matter. whether like, well, I mean, he wasn't there. He was. He did not make himself available for the game.
3: Yeah. But well, like I've right, said before, I, I think his what he did sent the wrong message or the right message, to Alabama, that hey, they, those guys don't want it as much as we do. I remember being going out the, drinking uh, the Monday
2: before a game. The two in Tuesday morning, taking Kelsey to school, and she, they would have this thing where they'd run laps around the school at yeah. um, Talbot, and I would I would stand there and watch her and everything and try to get her to go, you know, and do do more things. And somebody sent me a text about Dunlap, and I went, "Oh crap!" You know, that
3: was just that was, that like, was like
2: I went, "This game." You and, knew what was coming after that. It's I'm not going to be good. Well,
9: you know, like uh, I I remember because that was I was a man. I don't want to tell my age here and talk about how young I I am, but like, and maybe I don't know as much as y'all, but I remember watching that game, and I was that was when I peaked playing football in like high school slash middle school, and I remember being so frustrated because they showed the, the announcers. They do a good job of really not bringing up calls that are blown, but I remember them talking up Mark Ingram, and he had a really long touchdown run, and they show it. They're like, "Look at this perfect blocking," and you just see the the offensive lineman with one of our defensive ends in a headlock, and they're talking about like perfect blocking, and he's like grabbing the jersey, and all, and I'm just sitting there like, "How do you like?" And so i David, it is. I don't
2: have- know if you know it or not, but there is a SEC rule about <laughs> calling holding on Alabama. It's not allowed. <laughs> it's an unwritten you know, rule. It.
9: It's, it's something like if if their running back weighs more than your linebacker, you're not allowed to call it, I think. I, re- I read that. He He, went, so
2: he did college. win the uh, the Heisman that night, but he. The, 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 it's weird because the touchdowns were one, three, and seven yards, but he just kept pounding Florida. So it wasn't oh, yeah. so much – that Carlos Dunlap was—they—they they beat him up the middle, and that was their game plan. They said we're just going to yeah. pound it and not let you beat us offensively, and I think that's what their plan was. Yeah. They did a good job well, on
3: Tiva. Yeah, they took well, him out I'm, of the
2: game. Yeah.
9: Uh, well, and and that's what kind of brings me to like to what we're like my one my first question with our team this year is, I just my whole life watching football, like watching Gator football. Um, I got to, like, really get into it when Meyer was here. And he even, like, he saw how good of an athlete Tebow was, and he couldn't keep Tebow off the field when we had Leak. And, like, he had to play Tebow that that year. And he he just – he knew the potential. And he knew what what Tebow brought to the table, the dynamics and all that. And it seems since then every Florida coach has been very hesitant to play the best player. Like – with Mullen, it seemed like you, everybody knew it. Everybody like everybody understood who the better quarterback was. Yep. Um, and 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 he wanted to pretend like we didn't and kind of gaslight us on that. And I mean, when you sit there and you say I got connections into the like the tutoring for the students, and when you sit there and say that your uh, player doesn't know the playbook, and then some of my friends that tutor those guys are like, no, nah, Anthony Richardson was like, I have no idea what he's talking about. Like, well,
2: you look, at, like, you, you look you at you look at well, again, what they they should have played Traffs before they played. Yeah, it. he was, sh- he
3: was not going he was going to stick with uh Felipe Franks no matter what if he hadn't gotten but hurt. But again, the knows?
2: Richardson thing, don't forget he's playing a lot and then he gets hurt against USF and then they had to hold him out for a while. They were afraid of, of him getting hurt and they kind of wanted to make it a, a one quarterback system. I I don't agree with what they did, but you can go back to the Dan, Mullen. I mean, Jacoby Brissett now is going to be the starter in replacing Deshaun Watson at the with the Browns. He's been in the don't, league don't for a long time. Don't, He's don't been in the I league for like about. eight or nine years. Yeah. I mean, they He's never and they retirement. never would play him. Um, so so you, it was
9: Driscoll, Driscoll's in the league too.
2: Yeah. Driscoll is in the league, and I, I don't think Driscoll was bad. I think Brissett could have given them something that uh, Muschamp was not looking for. He was not looking for a guy who would drop back and and throw the ball down the field. Um, But I will say this, Driscoll was a better quarterback than Brissett when they were here as young players. What they were trying to run, yeah. Brissett, I think, got better, and Driscoll did not.
9: Yeah, um, I will say that, like, we saw What was crazy is we saw Mullen bring the staff in and develop the talent that was underdeveloped, you know? But then part of me wants to say, well, you know, did he really develop them or did Nick Savage come in, get them in shape, and then they just end up out-athleting other people? Because well, one of the big deficits that we saw before was that we just weren't in as good a shape as other teams and we were getting bullied. Yep. Yep. And Savage turned that around. So it's like did did he really coach up all the positions or did he coach up a couple and then they just got in better shape and they were just better
3: than the other players. Here's one criticism I've I've heard about Mullen is his refusal to play young, talented guys, sticking with older guys, even though they weren't playing all that great. And you you look at it, that's the way it was last year. A lot of young guys didn't get to play a whole lot, and that includes AR-15. He should have been on the field. You're not
2: allowed to say that anymore. Okay.
9: Well, I I don't understand how, when you're getting paid millions of dollars and you want to keep getting paid millions of dollars, like what? Like... Let me tell you something. If like, if I was getting paid millions of dollars, and I had to choose between playing a guy that was okay, and playing a guy that gave me like you watched uh what was it? Dabo Sweeney did it when he had a
2: uh, Kelly uh, Bryant. Morris. Yeah,
9: Yep, Kelly. He, Kelly could he could have won games with yeah, Kelly, but he could win championships with Trevor. And so some guys
2: are built Kelly. that way, though. Some guys are just built like I. I want the guy that I know what I'm going to get out of him versus the guy that might be spectacular, could be great, yeah. but could be a spectacular well, failure. And my, you know, I think I think in the case of Emory Jones, certainly last year, I mean, it just wasn't going to work.
9: Well, my my I'll leave it on this. Well, my my thing is, <coughs> pardon me, my um thing is the only thing I'm hoping from Napier is like you know I like everything I've seen so far. I love the orange and blue game. I don't like all these people writing off Lorenzo Lingard because I've got to walk past practice and see him, and then he plays a couple games, they tweaks his, or a couple plays, tweaks his hamstring, and people completely write him off. And I'm like, the, the kid's got speed. I think he's going to be a great player. He'll be a factor, no doubt. I just want Napier, which I'm fine with people writing him off, and then him just coming in a game and exploding, and them not being prepared for. him. that'd be great. But I, what I want from Napier is just the willingness to play the best player at the position. If you don't like, if you don't have that willingness, you're not going to win in the SEC. You're not going to win in football. Right, anymore.
3: right. Because I
9: mean, it's it's just the game has changed. You can't just rely on the old faithful. You gotta you gotta put in who is the best thing. And I'll end on this question. You said we can't say that nickname anymore, but I asked you a couple years ago um, to rank the great Florida Gator sports athlete nicknames, and I want you to give me a couple of your top like your top ones. When I get off the phone here, if you don't mind, I'll talk to y'all later. Y'all sure the
3: freak that would be the mine. freak is number one. The yeah. freak is number one. Yeah,
2: there's no doubt about that. That was the greatest nickname, and it was so. And yeah, he was such a freak. <laughs> yeah, um,
3: I I saw a picture of him the yeah, other day I, on
2: Twitter. He's still a freak. Man. I know. I, I think the eraser for Reggie Nelson was a that great was a nickname one, yeah. for him because believe Tennessee me, he was that, the eraser. That yeah. deep
3: throw in that Tennessee game on the road where he came out of nowhere for the pitch. first play. Yeah.
2: Trying to think of that other.
3: Was, he erased that play.
2: Great nicknames, in Florida. I don't know. We'll think about it at, while we SOS. take a break. <laughs> SOS, yeah. <laughs> well, we got to get a break, though. If we don't do that, we're going to have to pay people back. Uh, we'll do that. We'll come back. Um, AP Gators and uh, Tennessee Mike, you're up next. You are listening to the Tailgate ESPN one FM and 850 AM WRUF
0: the flagship of the Florida Gators ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM
7: WRUF. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears for those with AC units. It's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to crystal air and water is one you want to make. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out, enjoy all the great things here in north central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into a full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. 727 Hit or miss showers and thunderstorms are
6: expected to continue through the evening hours, wrapping up by about 9 or 10 p.m. We'll see temperatures during this time period fall gradually out of the 90s and into the 80s, and eventually into the low and mid-70s by early tomorrow morning. We'll start the day with dry conditions, plenty of sunshine through the first half of the day. Clouds lead to showers and thunderstorms, though, for the afternoon. We'll weather
1: center other Meteorologist Justin Ballard. And now... Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Trey Lance hasn't played much football. He played
0: one great year at North Dakota State, and then he had one game during COVID, and that's it. And that's why his nickname was One Play Trey. He had one great play with the Niners, but is that enough to go, hey, we've seen enough? The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes, and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. From every call third strike to every call to the bullpen, baseball lives here. ESPN 981 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 981 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and online. At com.
2: All right, we are back. We got about 20 minutes left in this show. It's been a fun show, a lot of calls. People just wanting to talk because it's getting near today, as I've said many times. Robbie is the start of football season. Football season. Season's August promised. 1st is yeah. the start of it. Because we have games this month. We have games this week. Media day tomorrow. Media day tomorrow. For the Gators. All this crap you've been hearing about all these media days at, with the conferences. Talking. Talking it's all, it's season. All, all this it. is football season. Let's go ahead and get a uh, Tennessee mic up. What's up, Mike?
16: What's going on, guys? Another Monday, another cattle call. You been good, Robbie? Yeah, real good. How about you? Uh, hanging in there. Good, good weekend. Good weekend. Yeah, but Mondays are Mondays, right?
3: Yeah. Did you hear your doppelganger earlier?
16: <laughs> I just, I just make a sports call, guys. I always <laughs> reminds me of my uh, second grade teacher, oh. guys. Oh. Um, she had a little sign on her desk. Pat, you'll get a kick out of this. When we've traded all our sayings, here's a good one. Great people talk about ideas. Average people talk about things. Small people talk about other people. And that's I've used that my entire life.
2: All right, well, yeah, good, I'm still to trying to figure out where you qualify because
16: <laughs> <laughs> i I just make a sport somebody who's always talking about other people right if i if i if I want to do this Jerry Springer show, I'll watch the jerry springer show i just I just think it's juvenile. but nobody nobody
2: little... talks about other people more than you do you
16: yeah, know it it's a compliment, it really is a compliment, and I really appreciate it. hey um hey guys uh, two things quick for you robbie i had heard some interesting stuff first off guys i've been listening for most of the show um looks like uh mullen's got the uh, espn tv gig have y'all mentioned that
3: we have not mentioned that but you know when he went on espn before he's done a pretty good job with it, and he doesn't have to worry about recruiting there so he's good
16: so herbs on Fox and Mullins on ESPN—is that what it's looking like? Well, yeah, but it, the Coach urban thing
2: hasn't the happened yet. Uh, It's—he said he was going back to them, but, but yeah, nothing. They haven't released yet. anything, no. which is weird. But and in Mullins' case, I'm surprised it was this late in the year before they came out with this. But it is what it is. I, I'm not going to watch it either way. So no.
3: yeah, he'll do—he'll do a nice go. job. He's a knowledgeable
2: guy.
16: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Are we going to get my boy uh, Chucky back on TV?
2: I don't, that's an ESPN decision or a network decision. I don't know if they are or not. That's not up to me.
16: My, my guess is is no, but he's selling them for like $100 million. Well,
2: is then, that what it is? 100 then, million? then guess he what? They're back. not going to bring him back. Like a, he may own the <laughs> network, though.
16: Hey, hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, I have a quick question about Napier and uh, kind of a to circle back, as Saki would say, to something for you, Robbie. Okay. Um, I, um, guys, we most people know, the Nick Saban tree doesn't fork or barely forks, depending on what you think about Jimbo. Kiffin, you know, comes off the Pete Carroll tree. Um, isn't uh, Napier supposedly viewed as an offensive coach?
3: Yeah, he was a quarterback in college, so, yeah, he's, he's an offensive coach.
16: Yeah, but I don't hear him regarded as one of these uh, – Run, uh, not running gun, not uh, you know, fun and gun. Excuse me. I'm, I'm Cliff Kingsbury. I don't see him regarded as one of these uh, new age throw it. You know, what I'm talking about the yeah. dude out there at the Rams. I don't hear him regarded as one of those guys. He believes in the running game,
3: right? Yeah, he believes in the running game. And I, if you look back at, I saw a little bit of Louisiana last year. They ran the ball. Well, they had a quarterback who was a dual threat, so they used a little bit of that. So it's kind of a combination of a spread and a pro. It, where it's they like whatever it takes to ball, try to yeah. win the game. Yeah,
16: and that's, yeah that's But they like of, to pound the ball, I think.
2: But they do like to well, run it, yeah.
16: Yeah, well, the NFL, of course, you know, Sean McVay with the Rams is the name I was looking for. And Cleve Kingsbury still blows my mind, guys. Here's a guy who's the coach of Mahomes, gets fired at Texas Tech, a very hard place to win, although Michael Leach won there. And, bam, he falls from that straight into the head coach of the Phoenix Cardinals.
3: I never got that either. Why, why they But made he's that doing iron. a good job. Yeah, I he think. is. Yeah. So. Maybe it's yeah, just better suited hear, for him, Na, yeah. He failed in I college. Hear Napier,
16: I don't hear Napier – I mean, Urban Meyer wasn't a throw-it-all-over-the-field guy either, and that no. worked. But I, I don't hear Napier regarded as one of these throw-it-45-time-a-game guys. No. no, he's
3: not going to do that, I don't think. Not unless they had to. But, yeah, he's he's more of a, you know, pound the ball and play action pass and have a quarterback that can hurt you with the, the arm and the leg.
16: Yeah. Hey, uh, two quick hits, and I'm done here, guys. I heard an interesting thing on Miami radio. Y'all are dinosaurs, as y'all were saying last hour. Your words, not mine. Do y'all remember before the Dolphins hired uh, Mike Sheila that the Dolphins were uh, flirting with Bear Bryant? I'd never heard that before.
2: Before they
3: hired Mike
16: Sheila. I heard heard Larry Zonka talking, Pat, on Joe Rose this morning, and he said that before Don Sheila busted through that door, there was a scuttlebutt, there was smoke, that Bear Bryant was going to take the Dolphins' job. About nineteen seventy, I never heard that before. Then they then they, they waited
2: and got the other Alabama coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
16: but but did y'all y'all were there at the time, you know. Do y'all remember that that stuff going that you know Scuttlebutt happening?
2: Yeah, I do. I do remember that. Yeah, but yeah, it didn't happen. Blew my so. mind.
16: I'd never heard that story before. But so Bear Bryant was flirting with pro football, huh?
2: I think it came up, and again, you never know how much the agents are involved in this, and even then they had. Agents making calls and trying to get him more money to stay at a school, but I think there was a point where Bear Bryant said, "Hey, I can. I've done it here. I've done everything I can do." And probably in that same spurrier mode, where, "Hey, these fans aren't happy with eleven and one and not winning a national championship. Let me try the NFL and see how I do it there." It
3: might have hurt his okay, legacy though, because I don't know if he oh had yeah. been a good pro coach. No, I don't think he did either.
16: Yeah. Last thing for you, Robbie. But one more thing. Where did Sheila come from before he got the Dolphins' job? Off top of you, he head? was a little cold.
3: Colts. He did a great the, job with the, the Baltimore Colts. Johnny lost, Niners. lost
2: the Super Bowl to uh, the the uh, Jets. The Jets. Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. Okay. Hey, um, but then he heard, won the next one. I think. Yeah. Right? But that, he was a really good coach at
8: Baltimore. Yeah.
16: Okay. Head coach. He was a head coach.
8: Yeah.
16: Okay. Hey, um, Robbie. Last thing for you. Um, I heard Pat's uh, a podcast with uh Spurrier over the weekend, and I'm guessing Spurrier would say the key to the success is good players and a good head coach, probably good uh, coaches across the board. But um, let's look around. Uh, all these great programs that are, that are stumbling in the wilderness just right now. Miami, Florida State, I think Florida would qualify, Tennessee, Michigan. You know, sp- what year did Saban hit Alabama again?
3: 2006. six. Six. yeah.
16: Yeah, 2006. Well, it was, and it was- 2007
2: season, yeah, yeah. 2006.
16: Okay, I would compare, I'll try to keep it clean here, guys. I would compare Saban to like a clogged sink. You got all these great programs, you know, with multiple national championships all going to the camping world stadium bowl in Orlando. I think it might be called another name at one time. And um I think it's just kinda of where we all are, guys. I think there and I think that you hear these I hear you guys talking about well spoiled fans and all this. Everybody's just kinda of waiting for Saban. He's gonna go at some point, he's gonna retire, you know how that goes, but there's no guarantee for any of these programs. Uh, when you start, you can hire three, four, five bad coaches in a row.
3: Miami, how many bad coaches? Alabama coaches did. Miami, yeah. Huh? Alabama went through the same thing before Saban got. Them, yeah, I mean, so. I, you know, I just think. You nice, know, Francione. Y'all, yeah. saw, y'all saw lightning strike three
16: times in eighteen years. Yeah. Usually, when you hire a coach, there are a lot more um, Mullins than there are Spurriers. I mean, there's no guarantee y'all are ever getting it back. I hate to break it to you. Well, or, yeah, that's
3: nor, true. Nor for are these, you.
16: No, that's true exactly, for any school. Though. Exactly. Or, or any of these schools. Yeah. That's yep. all I got. Y'all hang in there. Okay, Mike.
2: I think we got a more of a clue as to what, where he lives. Now we heard the uh, train the train going by. It could be anywhere. He's other.
3: probably got his basement window open <laughs>
12: in his mom's house. So. <laughs> <laughs> just AP, kidding, Mike.
2: AP Gators, it's, uh, we'll get your call before we go to our last break. What's going on?
12: Hey, what's going on, man? I'd just like to say I was born January 4th, 1985, on campus. I'm not a fan. I am. A gator uh so with that you were born, born on born, campus born on campus shans at uf well
13: Shands
12: i was at born UF. at Latua
2: general hospital which no uh, longer
12: exists <laughs> yeah I know. i remember that <laughs> so i wanted to make two points about this fan situation you know it was a point of my um and it was a point of gator history why i could off the top of my head name 50 or 60 players so i'm deep into this right so i want to make two addresses, one to the fans, one to the players and the coaches. To the players and the coaches, um, and I'm talking about the fan situation, about the complaints and all that, with, to the players and coaches, they have to remember that they're entertainers, entertainer, you know. And I think uh, people like Dan Mullen, they forget it, and they kind of walk with a certain pride where they say, I don't have to listen to anybody. At the end of the day, we know that you know X's and O's, you know. Uh, every fan know you know x's and o's your boss know you know x's and o's but you have to appease the crowd it's like a gesture before the king you have to appease the crowd you are a entertainer no matter what you are an entertainer no matter how good you are you have to entertain the crowd and one thing he did that i think got him fired last year was he didn't start um anthony richardson Hometown guy. Everybody wanted to see him, whether he was gonna blow it or not. It was kind of like Tebow when he was in the pros at Denver. The, the, the fans wanted to see him. He would miss a pass, they would say, "Ah," oh, because they loved him that much. So you got to appease the fans, and I think he would have still been here if he have just made that one move. And 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 to the fans, the fans have to understand also that listen, we <laughs> I've been to like I say, play. I've been I've been into this so deep. I've been into it deep. I understand the pain. I understand the agony. But you have to, like, these are human beings you're dealing with. These are kids you're dealing with. These are, are – this is not the end of the world. You know, uh, every complaint – I mean, it's, it's – it's, they know, everybody knows, every coach, every player already knows the standard at Gator football. We want to win championships. And you don't have to bicker about it. It's just when a guy doesn't handle his job, a player you know, you got to get rid of him. And, and that's all this – so I understand the complaint, but you don't have to bicker anymore. They already know we've been bickering for years. They know the standard. So I think it's just useless to bicker. But I And, and, and I'm going to just say one thing and I'll be done. Um, with the, with, uh, as far as with the players, um, uh, as far as with the fans, right? Um, the fans had legitimate complaints, you know. They had legitimate complaints, you know, but like I said before, you got to understand that these are human beings and that and that they have lives and don't go too far with it. I want to give all of us hope and I'm done. Hope is I I'm happy that Billy Napier is finally recruiting Florida guys. Out of 16 commits, we have 14 from Florida. Right.
3: That's a great move. You know, Which is we where we the best players are.
12: I would rather have a 3-star from Florida than a 3-star from Missouri, New York, whatever. I I know. And by you having all these Florida guys, we as Florida people, as, as as people who was born in Florida, we have a sense of pride that is kind of, it's, I mean, it's not too many states that have a sense of pride as we are as being Florida boys. So when you have a whole bunch of Florida guys in this locker room, I think it's going to attract the big-time players, you know. Uh, so I, yeah. I just think that what he's doing is great. He's creating a Florida culture, and I think that we can win a championship like we've done in the past with nothing but Florida players. Well, like he said
3: when he took the job, you got to take care of your backyard first. I remember the first the
2: first meeting we had with the quarterback club, and we had Katie Turner and all the people there, and they just showed this big circle, and this is our this is where we're recruiting, and it, it didn't even go all the way through to Miami. It was like just if if Miami players want to come here, great, but they were trying Broward to just, line there. They were just trying to say, look, this is where we're going to recruit this state that. And that's where they're – and they've done really well. I mean, like you said, 14 out of 16 commits. And, and there are other good players out there. And they're, they're all four and threes and they're yeah, still looking at Florida. Yep.
12: All right. I agree. righty. Good all right.
2: stuff. Good stuff, AP Gator. We appreciate it. we got to get a break. We'll do that. We'll come back, take Jack before we get out of here. You're listening to the Tailgate ESPN 98.1 FM and A50 AM WRUF.
0: Sports Center, here's what's trending, now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
5: Good afternoon, I'm Kyle Curtis. Gator football is getting closer and closer as we know it. Tomorrow is media day for the Gators, while Wednesday is the first day of fall camp and practice. Additionally, Florida long snapper Marco Ortiz was placed on the Patrick Manley Award watch list on Monday, which is awarded to the best long snapper in the FBS. In golf news, the PGA Tour, in response to the Saudi Arabian Lift Tour, has announced that they are raising their prize money to a record $415 million next year. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson was suspended six games today by the NFL for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy following accusations of two dozen women of sexual misconduct. I'm Kyle Curtis, and that is your Gainesville Sports Center.
0: ESPN 981FM,
1: 850 AM WRUF.
8: Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry
16: of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry.
0: They gave me a new mouth. (laughs) I'm stunned at how much more confidence that I have now because I have a real mouth that, um, that I don't have to cover. My dentist for the past 30 years, I feel like he got to a place where I wasn't sure what to do with me.
8: It's happening now. International Diamond Center's spectacular summer of savings event, giving you a break from inflation and rising interest rates. Now for a limited time, you get IDC's incredible value price, plus two years zero interest financing. And IDC will even cover your first two payments. Rings, earrings, bands, bracelets, colored gemstones, Swiss timepieces, even GIA and forever diamonds. Buy now and spread your payments out with zero interest charges. How about a $3,000 pair of diamond stud earrings or anniversary band? Your payment is just one hundred twenty five dollars a month and we'll even cover your first two payments completely or how about some rollback pricing on wedding bands at idc now through august you can take 25 percent off any wedding band that's price deflation international diamond Center's summer of savings event your refuge from rising prices special discounts and two years zero interest financing now for a limited time only at international diamond center at celebration point on approved credit
0: The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 981 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app.
2: Hey, 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 hey. We run out of time. We got no time left, but we're gonna still take Jack's call. We got three and a half minutes.
11: Jack, what I'll tell you what, man, I would rather have Andre the Giant do a prostate exam me than listen to Tennessee Mike. Does he, does, <laughs> I like it? Does he does he even he wants to hang in there? I'm sure it's like one of Andre's hemorrhoids, so we love you, Mike. Yeah, ninety percent
2: of his phone calls, I don't really know what his point is. Well he ends on I'm a negative. negative he only he, he seems to, to like, hate well, you Every you guys current, Florida, current Tennessee coach and love every former Tennessee coach.
11: And he always know, ends uh, on a
2: negative note about
3: yeah. Florida. That
11: oh, yeah. way he does, and that's why y'all should cut that SOB off when football season starts. I'm telling you, I had to just like, big fight, and to get on sport. By the way, the only thing I'll say about the 2009 team is if this, and I think you agree with me, Pat, that you hang in there. Hang in there, guys. Hang in there. <laughs> uh, I, I believe if Percy Harvin had stayed, we would have won the championship in 2009.
3: Yeah, I think you're I, right. I, the offense really struggled.
11: Yeah, that me. was where the. Yeah, it, it, I remember I like four or five games into the Arkansas. year, I said. We got a couple of flagrant calls against Arkansas that, yeah. in that 2000. field goal game. by Caleb Sturgis but, to exactly, win it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they so, barely you know hung on to that. that. Exactly. But you know what? Uh, I, I think Chris Doring's right. I know Chris personally. I just texted him uh, today. said, hey, man, you were right. Because, you know, all our fans. Now that they've got all these internet boards, some uh, little guy, some little punk kid pays nine ninety five. He wants to be treated like Ben Hill Griffin fourth, like uh, like Gary Condren, all the big boosters there. You know, man, you don't deserve that. You know what? Where, where'd you go to school? I mean, do you have season tickets? Are you part of the collective? Are you part of the uh, UAA? I mean, what are you? Are you part of that? Are you just a nine ninety five guy? And I agree. Anybody picking on Katie Turner is a piece of dung. You know that girl's working her tail off. We're so blessed to have her and the other le- young lady in our recruiting office. And let's, by the way, we killed it this weekend. We'll kill it this week. We'll get at least four more recruits. I don't recruits think
2: anybody's here. complaining four about anything that happened this weekend. I think.
11: Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm just saying though, we needed to prop it up. But I mean, to but say no, the really point was
2: think. is that when other people were, were committing to other schools two weeks ago, Gator fans lost their mind. And again, this Not was me. where they kind of showed me. their butt.
11: Not me. Not me, because you know what? This guy's got a plan. You know, there was a kid that, that, that south of you guys, I'm not going to admit, I, I got a guy on the inside. He, he committed to Florida and decommitted to Florida. Then mine is playing with him and, uh, Billy pretty much says, uh, not his initials are t- TK.
3: Big offense. Yeah. Okay.
11: So it pretty much was he commit, told the guy commit to me. If you don't commit to me, that's fine. Don't, if you're kidding me, you're going to be a gator. When I played around with Miami, decommitted. We won't take him back because Billy thinks he's got a character flaw, and I agree
2: with him. Yeah, absolutely. I, hey, I too. agree with you. So Jack, we, we got to go.
3: Really we, we have a We
2: have a two-hour limit. Jack was right on it, though. Without we one. could have talked all day today. We had yeah. a great, great callers today. We appreciate all of you, most of you, anyway, uh, and uh, always love having Robbie here. We won't be here the next two days, and then we'll be back Thursday. Can't wait to talk to you. Until then, Pat Dooley for Robbie Andrew. We're deep way back, and we are out of here.
0: WRUF Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.